Hey, welcome back to Bobblehead Podcast as we get into episode two of the uh, listener sent in questions. And today we talk about the question of the inevitable rut. And uh, what we do is, is uh, people, what we do is professionals to help identify the rut and get out of it. Um, it's something I think affects all of us and hope you guys get something good out of it. Glad you're here. Let's go. Listen up. Bye, bye, yeah. bye. Yeah. Bye, bye, bye. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. JT would be proud of you. <laughs> JT proud. Justin Timberlake, baby. You talk about it. I mean, I, I'm. give me all the JT you got, man. He's... Probably one of the most talented individuals. I, I'm going to say this, and I'm people are going to spit on me or hate on me. I think he's more talented than Michael Jackson was. Now, Michael Jackson was as an artist better than JT because he okay. was very super creative. But when you think of, you know, JT can literally do incredible interviews. He can be in a movie. He can be on a TV show. He can do he, he can do everything well. And just has a knack. Duke can dance. Well, think about how well. I mean, which one of his peers handled the fame for as long of a period of time as Justin Timberlake? Yeah. I mean, he, the dude grew up in the spotlight. He did. And like Britney Spears, she didn't. She didn't do so well in the spotlight. Yeah. She can, okay. She um, got, literally got locked in a basement for a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag free um, Britney. And, and who was the <laughs> hashtag free Britney? <laughs> I think she's free now. <laughs> free and pregnant again. I think. Um. Just I don't know if she is. Or not. I think she is. Whatever. I think she is too. Um. Think of it, you know who else was part of that was there was like four or five people that were all in the Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah. So it was Christian Aguilera was one mm-hmm. of them with them. And I think there was maybe Ryan Gosling. Was it really? Was I think one of them? I may be totally wrong, but I think like there's a whole, all those Mickey Mouse Club people that were all together, all like went on and did big things. Yeah. They, uh, I was not part of the Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah. My yeah. grandmother gave me a Mickey Mouse watch. My dad said I was I was Mickey Mouse a few times. Yeah. <laughs> you not, know what? Not in a very positive he, way. The JT thing, like his duet that he did with Chris Stapleton. Um, oh, yeah. Tennessee Whiskey. His range as a, as a vocalist is just yeah, nuts. Yeah, it's unreal. Right? And, and I will say, and we don't have to get too deep into this, but I I do have, admittedly have a mild case of Bieber fever. Bieber fever? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. that's fair. Yeah, and, and he's he's a weird cat too, and he's he's been through it, but he's another talented kid. Mm-hmm. And and he, he seems to, it's like he used to get kind of straightened out for about three months and then go back into the dark side for about six months. And it seems like it's more like he's more got things figured out than doesn't now. Yeah. Seems that way. And, and I wouldn't say, I mean, we're not talking like full blown, like 103 degree fever, but it's certainly higher than 98 degrees. Oh, I see where you went there. I see where you went there. Yeah. Was not lost on me, by the way. That was Nick Lachey, right? In the I, degrees? I think so. And we can do a whole podcast yeah. on... 90s boy bands. Yeah, I, and that was a, boy, we can get into com- conversation. Oh, that was maybe, and I, I, you know, Jessica Simpson's a local, t- she's a Dallas girl, you know that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Phenomenally successful too. Like, very successful. Like much more outside of music, right? Successful in music, did very well with, you know, the Chicken of the Sea thing, which is, yeah, that's the whole thing. But yeah, she has, I think she's, I think she has a billion dollar yeah. fashion industry now. In, in, so is it like through Target well. or something like that? I, I think it's a, like a, some of the major retailers, right? I, I think she's Which everywhere. Cool. You can get it at Dillard's. And, I mean, I, I wear high heels on the weekends all the time. Yeah. That's a joke. <laughs> that was, yeah, no, yeah. That's a joke. You can't Not, that, not that there's anything wrong with that. Soap's not going to edit that out. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's nope. just it would hurt my feet. Yeah. Yeah. But I think she's a really cool chick. She kind of has her own way and does her own thing. And, yeah. 
we're taking this in a weird, super weird direction. They are. Yeah. It's, it's like we're it's like we're going one direction. I don't want <laughs> <laughs> You know, this one I love it. It's 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 never you're you're just too quick. Yeah. For your own good sometimes. Dude, too. oh yeah. We, yeah. we won't we tell that. We no, won't we tell that story to, in the we podcast. Don't have to that story, but but uh, by the way, I have thought about that at least ten times what you texted. Did you tell me. Jamie about it? I I didn't tell her exactly okay, what it good. was, but I told her that basically in context was oh, hey, it's not just me. No. Like it, I say stupid things sometimes and I want you to know that it's not just me that says them sometimes because we say things without as men we say things without thinking and sometimes we can say something and it just as it comes out of our mouth we we kind of mean it one way but it comes out another because it's exactly what what it, it means what we say it means. Right. Right? We but we think in our minds that it means something different and man you just can't pull that back. I mean once no. those words come out well, and, it's and over to be clear, like, like my, my filters like designed to catch like blue whales. Like it's not designed to like filter out the real yeah, small stuff. Yeah, so yeah. I do have a filter. Um, but oftentimes like things like cycle into my brain too quick and then it just out, yeah. it goes before mm-hmm. I can catch it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I mean it like in pure humor or yeah. in jest or whatever, but it is not received that way. And think, again, think, and think about this. It works. That works really well when you're around a bunch of dudes. Yeah. Like that quick, that quick thought, those no filter, man, that would make, that's what makes you, you around Oof. the guys. But it, it doesn't have the same um, humor <laughs> effect with your significant other. Well, has, I can it has, tell you it, that. It has, it has an experience. effect. Yeah. It has it's just a, not an the effect, humor yeah. effect. Yeah. We'll call it a chilling effect. <laughs> how, how, how chilling would it be? <laughs> we're still working on it. <laughs> we're about two weeks in at this point. Okay. We're still working on it. Good. Well, it's, you know, so yeah, Tom, Tom heals most wounds. Uh, that's what they say. Yeah. They still leave scars, but you know, that's okay. Okay. So we, uh, so last podcast, we took some, uh, listener questions. Yeah. And so let's continue on with that, with uh, the second question. And the question is, how do you get out of a rut? And it can be life or work, they said. Oh, man. How do you get out of a rut? Um, you know, my, I, I go to discipline on it, right? Is, is that I think getting into a rut is the erosion of discipline, right? And, mm-hmm. and discipline is just doing the small things the right way every single day. Mm-hmm. And when we deviate from those things, we tend to fall into a rut. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think if we are intentional about what, what we, what we do with our time, how we use our time, who we choose to interact with, then you can p- prevent falling into that rut. But I think even inevitably, even with discipline, it happens. You get bored. Right. Right. Even I think the most disciplined people in the world get bored. And that's why I think you have to find that application of discipline and apply it to other areas of your life. Mm-hmm. Right. If you're if you're bored every day because you go fly fishing, then maybe it's time to go fly a kite. Right. right. Apply that same level of discipline. You get out of bed. You do the small things the right way. But you just find something else that's adjacent to your passion. Mm-hmm. But it's a reapplication of that passion. Right. Yeah. So, you know, when, when the question was life or work, you know, for me, if we're talking about work, especially. For me, it's getting back to doing the things that I love. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, and, and we've talked about the podcast so much is, you know, my brain and your brain work very differently. The way that I solve problems and the way you still pro- solve problems are night and day. Thank goodness, right? Yeah. And so, you know, for me, when I get in a rut, I'm typically trying to do things that don't give me energy, things that I'm not good at. And, you know, my brain is telling me, I don't like this. I'm not good at it. And so it just, and it's not even procrastination. It's just, it, it's the difference between, I, and I ran track when I was a kid, right? I was in high school. And I can remember going to a track that had really good surface. 
and I was a sprinter. So I had these really long spikes on my shoes. And I can remember the first time I ever put them on and first time I ever ran with them and how much traction I have. Cause you really have spikes that are going in and you have, I mean, it's just unbelievable and you're faster and quicker. And there, and I can remember that for the, you know, remember the first time I, I, I did that. And I remember the energy it gave me and how excited I was um, to run. And I wanted to run more after that because I, I knew what I could do. And it's the same thing with work is, you know, when I'm doing something, I feel like I'm in mud and I'm, I'm just trudging through it. Man, I'm just like everything in my brain is like, what are you doing, man? You know, there's a track up there that you have cleats for. You know, can't we go, can't we go do that? Now, with discipline, I have to get in the mud sometimes, right? You just have to get down there right. and trudge through it. But, you know, my brain is always wanting what I'm good at. And so for me, a lot of times to get out of that rut is I have to stop and go back to some things that I know I'm good at, that I know I enjoy. And at least every now and then just dive headfirst back into that. You know, for here at, at the company, it's product, right? Man, I, I love being one, being the visionary, one of the visionaries for the products, what they are, how they could work, what the possibilities are. Man, I just love that part of it. Um, you know, I grew up in, uh, in my early sales career as a sales guy. And, you know, I still get jazzed about every single PO that comes in. And it's not just, you know, a, it's not just a transaction to me. It's, you know, to, to have the credibility with a potential customer that they're willing to write a check to you is still not lost on me. And to get that, and even though I had nothing to do with the sale now, which I used to, but I have nothing to do with the sale, it still energizes me so much. I know when, you know, when Mike calls up and says, Hey, you know, we just got this or whatever. And man, I know what's in his heart because I've been there and I know what's in his head. I know how hard it was to get to that point. And I can't help but be jubilant about that. And that gives me so much energy and it helps me rethink and go, okay, why are we doing this? Right. You know, you go back to the why, you know, the why is, is you know, for us, which is another way to get out of your rut, go back to your why. And that is, you know, we really want to make a difference for patients in healthcare. And that's, you know, that's the bottom line of what we do. And, and to know that a hospital sees our vision and wants the same thing for their patients and it will make a difference in their facility and they choose to spend money with us and write us a check to do that, it's pretty freaking cool. Yeah. And that kind of stuff is what gets me out of the rut. It gets me centered back on, Okay, this is why we're doing this. Well, to me, as, as I'm thinking through this, like I think there's two different types of ruts, right? There's there's that internalized rut that you go through, like, and, and it's because you know maybe you went on a vacation, you came back, and so you're not working out as much, and or you're not reading as much, or you're doing the things that right. that help define who you are, right? And you get out of those things, and mm -hmm. so life just kind of becomes blah. Right. That to me is an internal rut. And they happen. It's, mm -hmm. it's part of life. Right. But then there's that, like, there's that external rut of think about work. And mm -hmm. for me, like, I love a good problem. You know that. Yeah. And you and me part, both. Right, part of the reason that I, was, different. Right, that I was brought here was to help solve operational problems. Yeah. For the first two and a half years, I was busy as can be. Right. Yeah. You were like, headlong cool. into some serious personnel and process and all the issues that were, were, would be soul sucking for most were difficult, but I loved it. Mm -hmm. Right. And then stuff where you get everything fixed, quote unquote mm -hmm. fixed, right? Mm -hmm. So things kind of slow down and you look around and you're like, man, like there's no, there's no problems. There's no fires to them. No big so fires. what we have a propensity to do is let's, let's drum one up. Oh yeah, I could. Right? I can drum up a you, heck of a You fire. can drum up a problem with, with, with the best of them. Oh yeah. But I think you have to, 
exercise a little bit of patience in that professional type rut and wait for things to come. Because for me, I started getting bored and then wham, here comes the Cerner partnership. Yeah. And then you work through that and then wham, here comes, you know, the mass partnership and and not letting the, the the seasons of business help dictate how you work Mm -hmm. is helpful rather than trying to force situations where they're not. Cause you may, you might, may wind up creating work for yourself that when an opportunity does come along that you're not ready for it. Mm -hmm. And you're exactly right. There's seasons where there's, I call them seasons of opportunity. And there's there's a time to um, to hone. There's a time to you know sharpen your your tools because you know it's coming. Yep. The, you know what the battle's coming, the opportunity's coming, whatever it is. And so even though maybe it's not something we enjoy doing, but sometimes you have that downtime to sharpen your tools, and maybe it's sharpen your organization to take the edge off a few things, and and not to blow things up because you know I'm good at that but just to hone things. You're pretty good at honing things. Yeah, and, and you, you, you learn to train, right? Yeah. And, and in those moments, I, I think we tend to overreact. We're, we're like, okay, things are going well, we're efficient, you know, sales are what they are, you know, where can we refine? Where can mm-hmm. we maybe trim down? Where right. can we, but then we find ourselves unable to handle a surge in things because mm-hmm. we, we, we overcorrect on things. Mm-hmm. And if you have a good team and you're hiring the right way and you're not letting those external variables like 100% dictate how you're doing things, you know, if there's a couple month period of time where things have slowed down, train your workforce. Yeah. Invest into them. Send them yeah. to training. Bring in a speaker. Do something that invests back into your people because mm-hmm. that way, to your point, they're sharpening their tools. Yeah. Right. And and they are ready to jump back into things when the timing is right. Yeah. And I don't think that's a rut. I think that's more just the way that business goes. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I think ruts are 100%. In, for me, it's internal. Yeah. And it's because you you've you've let the things that you normally do erode mm-hmm. and then you, you get in that kind of internal rut and then that yeah. will inevitably bleed over to the yeah. professional world. I can see that. And for me, it's, you know, it is sometimes I have to do things dramatic to get myself out of a, a work rut. And what I mean by that is, is for me, I have to sometimes make a big change yeah. and that's okay. I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to do this and I'm going to see how that works. And that new change Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it doesn't work as well. I'd have to go back, but I have to constantly do that or I get bored. Um, and so, but that, that work thing of that external doing something different is what helps my mind to get out of that, what you call internal rut. Yeah. And it's, I, I sometimes, you know, that's what like working out for me when I get really in a, the, the times that I don't want to work out are the times I need to the most because you know, I'm wanting, I'm wanting some relief. I'm wanting some downtime. I'm either feeling bad for myself or I just, I feel like I deserve, you know, this is biggest right. I, I, I did this and this and this. So therefore I deserve this. I deserve to take three days off or four days off or whatever it is. And I do that. And then I feel like crap. I'm like, why do I feel like crap? I'm resting. I'm doing, yeah, it's because man, this is not what you need to be doing. Yeah, that rest day turned into right? a rest month. Exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, those are the things that, it's a combination of discipline and getting back to there's in, and we're talking about ruts is a bad thing, but ruts can be a good thing too. Yeah. And that talk about workout for one, you know, nobody loves to go work out for 45 minutes. And I mean, it, it's good for you when you're done, you feel great, but starting a workout or getting set up, like getting, getting under that bench for the first, get on that bench or getting under that squat rack for the first time or grabbing that bar for deadlift or, to get on that treadmill or to go take off or run, 
man, it's that first step, first five steps, that first pull, it's that first, you know, pull up, it's that first push up, it's that first, whatever it is that you just dread, right? But once you get into it, you're into it. And when you get done, you're like, man, I've never had, well, I've had a couple of workouts like this, but I've never had many workouts that I said, man, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad I did that because it felt so good when I'm done. It's been a couple that I'm like, man, why did I do that? They were mainly like doing when we did the open for CrossFit or something like that. That was, I won't ever do that again. Yeah. And you don't regret it till 48 hours later when you try to sit down on the toilet. Right. Oh, and, and yeah. You're not, so even, not even that. I mean, I, I can remember you like wallowing around the floor trying to I'm breathe. The, the time Isn't I passed that the out worst? running with a medicine yes. straight in my face. Who are you? A moron. But how many, how many times, you know, you get that, feel like you've got blood in your throat because you've been, you know, you're breathing so hard or you're literally wallowing all over the floor because you can't breathe. Those are not fun. I don't, that, I never feel good after a workout when that happens. Interesting point too, because you're talking about how to get out of a rut is be careful not to overcorrect. Because yeah. what happens is, you know, in physical exercise, the perfect point with this is I'm picked up a weight for six months. Here you go. Full blown chest workout, chest oh, yeah. and thighs, whatever. Oh yeah. And then, then three days later, you're right. But then you don't work out for 14 more days because your body's so yes. broken down because you decided to hit it as hard as you did. And when you were in your twenties, yeah. um, you know, so you have to be careful about overcorrection. And, yes. and so f- for me, for ruts, it, it's, you know, go for a walk, take your wife on a date, like go, go somewhere for the weekend, do something yep. to jar yourself out of the mundane that you've gotten yourself into right. something that, that excites you, something that you, you used to love or still do love, but just haven't made the time for mm-hmm. just do it. Yeah. Literally just do it. And, and it will, it will jar you. It, w- it will awaken those senses that have been dulled a little bit. Yeah. And then you can start getting back to the discipline side and doing things yeah. the right way. And for me, it's the end of football season when there's no more games. And yeah, that's, I call that depression season, man. Okay, seriously, it, it's a thing for me. Like mm-hmm. Jamie and I were talking, she loves football too. We were talking about this the other day. You know, when football season's over with, we still have the Mavs. We go see the Mavs game. But like, there's a there's a week though where we sit around and look at each other and go, what are we going to do? Because mm-hmm. we love watching football. Like it, we love, you know, I look for, you know, it's I, the other day I was thinking about it. the only games we don't have NFL is Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. So we have Sunday, Monday, Thursday, three days out of seven days that we get we get to work. And if you like college football, mm-hmm. you can throw another day in there. Or and if you don't like football. college football, just unsubscribe from this podcast right now. Just go right away. now. Yeah, go right away. now. Yeah, but um, you know those are, when that's over with, like we still have to stop and go. Okay, we we've got to we can't just sit around the couch and do nothing. Like I get that's when I get nuts, get in a rut, go nuts. So I had we have to come up with something like let's we got to go do this or we got to do that. It just doesn't work. So yeah, yeah. I, I love all sports. I'm, you're the same way, but there's something like football. Football is my jam. So what's the one sport you can't watch? Baseball on TV is getting hard to watch. See, I, I baseball I on TV is a non-starter. I, I I like going once or twice a year to the ballpark. Yeah, just for the experience. But the game, I care less. It they've made it almost an unwatchable product. Yeah, and again, I love the game of baseball. Yeah. But with the rules and the the way they've deadened the baseball, and you know, for me, I'm like, let's go back to the Androstein Dione era of baseball. Let's let the pitchers use mayonnaise on the baseball if they want, whatever it takes for spin rate. <laughs> let the hitters take steroids. Like, let's yeah. go like back to the WWE meets baseball right? in 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 an enjoyable product because they're appealing to just the hardcore baseball fan, mm-hmm. and it doesn't it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Baseball, the, the the nuance and the intricacy and the unwritten mm-hmm. rules, like yeah. it gets to the point where it sucks the life out of the game. It does. There was, there's a, um, I think they're a, I don't know if they're double A AA or triple A or the Savannah Bananas. Yes. Oh, dude. Yeah. Banana I'm ball. like, why can't we get that here? 
I would go see that because yeah. it's not just about it's not just about the baseball, but it's it's entertaining. It's fun. Like there's people that go to that that don't even like baseball, and I like baseball. I just get bored with four hour games. Yeah, but that would be entertaining. Like I'll go watch a soccer match, and Cody, you know, Cody loves you know football right, or yeah. soccer, um, and I enjoy it to a point. I can watch it on TV, but I would you know the World Cup's coming to Dallas. Like they're having some mm-hmm. World Cup games. I want to go to a game. Just for the atmosphere and to watch. I mean, I think it'd be awesome. But yeah, so I'm I'm with you, man. You know, baseball, it, it's funny because there's baseball people. and bowl, bowling's the only thing that I can't. You know, that's bad. Bowling's kind of Kingpin. Is maybe the greatest movie of all time. Maybe, maybe. You know, and, and there's I know that there's assuming there's enough listeners on here to like where a baseball purist is like, oh my god, like I can't believe they're talking about baseball yeah. this way. And, that, and that's okay. You also think vanilla's too spicy, so like there's that's just you're just that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we just lost some more people. Sorry. See, lost, there's that we, filter. We thing. lost two of the ten. Damn, out it goes. Yeah, we lost two of the ten listeners. Dang it. Sorry, so yeah. So um hey, by the way, so we'll we'll make this. We got some good feedback on these questions. So give us some feedback and tell me tell us what some of your favorite sports are that you enjoy watching. Hey, and if, if you want to respond and defend baseball, then have at it. Let's go. Yeah, let's have at it. Yeah. Um we can fight so, thirty style boxing or something like that. Yeah. We can something. do this. Yeah. Yeah. Which, by the way, that's the only thing so Jamie can't stand MMA. At least the same way. Can't stand it. Doesn't can't stand it. You know, Sophie. Sophie actually lo- enjoys it with Brendan. I'm like so jealous because I would love. I love to watch MMA. I mean, so that's one thing you and I need to do. Okay, we need to get a couple guys together, go to Vegas, and do an MMA, a true Vegas MMA weekend. Yeah, it'd be fun. Yeah, because Lisa, be she'll fun. sit on the couch and like I'll put on boxing or something. I love the sport of boxing. Love it. Yeah. And she just won't watch. She'll just stay engrossed in her phone or get up and leave the room. I'm like, come on. These are two grown men choosing to bludgeon each other for Jamie, tens Jamie, of millions of dollars. Jamie can't even stand that. She can't even She can't even be in the room. The Rome was built on, the, the, on that. Come on. Yeah. That's it. That's what Rome. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. See, filter. <laughs> All right, man. I yeah, enjoyed it. Yeah, Till next time. All right.